Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the fourth episode of I Have Thoughts. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the hero and martyr, the man who died for true love, Severus Snape. Snape just truly embodies everything wonderful about Harry Potter. I mean... With the greasy hair and the low, annoying voice, he's truly the epitome of what good character growth looks like. And if you believed what I just said, you should turn this episode off right now, because you're not going to like it. So, without further ado, let's jump into all of the reasons why Severus Snape is a misguided creep, and why those who think that he isn't are dead wrong or sociopaths either one is an option Let's go ahead and get started. For those of you who don't know, my name is Rachel. You are listening to my podcast, which I think I said earlier, called I Have Thoughts. This is our fourth episode, and if you are wondering where the other three are, I did not make them. Beginnings terrify me, and so I decided to just jump right in. Star Wars style. I'll make them eventually. But for now, we're on episode four, and we're talking about Severus Snape. So... I think that's it for the intro, but before we really, really get into it, quick disclaimer about what I'm going to be considering as proof and what's going on with Harry Potter right now. Okay. So, as a lot of people may know, there's a ton of controversy surrounding A, J.K. Rowling, and B, Harry Potter with people writing it off as um, a variety of different things that I'm not going to say, honestly, because I can't think of any off the top of my head. J.K. Rowling has been very vocal about her opinions in the past, and she continues to be very vocal about her opinions, and appears that she will continue this into the future. Her opinions are not supported by a lot of people. I refuse to give an opinion either way. I don't like politics, and I feel like bringing them into something like this podcast, which is something really just for me to enjoy and have fun doing, is going to take away a lot of that enjoyment. So I'm just going to say that's what's going on. As for what I'm considering as proof, anything that is officially canon, anything that is fanon, I will not be listening to. For those of you who are not avid members of fandoms and they don't know the terms I just used, look it up. But brief explanation canon is something that is officially in the book 
or the movie. Arguably, the movies should not be canon, but whatever. That's that's actually going to be a different episode. Fanon is something that has been accepted by the fandom to be fact. Um, huh. Let's think of an example of this. Can't think of any. I will at like 3 a.m. So, for those of you who don't know or who have not read or watched Harry Potter, three words, get a life. Also, watch it now and read it now. Nine words in total. But, quick catch-up, Severus Snape is played by Alan Rickman, who is incredible, and is the potions teacher at Hogwarts. Whether or not he deserves the post is something something we're going to be discussing. He is very well known for having this totally one-sided relationship with Lily Potter and absolutely hating James Potter. Also Harry. He hates Harry. And the probably the most well-known thing about him is the way he talks. It's just incredible. So, I mean, even if you don't want to, like, read the books or watch the movies, look up a clip of Snape talking because he's amazing. Alan Rickman, as an actor, is who, like, I aspire to be. But... Snape is a person. Getting back on track should not be who you aspire to be, and here is why. I think the main reason that people talk about Snape as a good person and the main reason, you know, they claim that he had this great character arc is because of his perceived love for Lily Potter. Now, while that's great and all, it should strike you as kind of terrifying. Um, for the, uh, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, I feel like I've said for those of you so many times, and I'm gonna, like, go back in editing and just cut them all out. Then I have to cut this bit out, too. Ah, (laughs) moving on. In book five or six, we find out that Snape's Patronus is a doe, like Lily Potter. Interestingly enough, James is a stag, so is Harry Potter. Um, we'll discuss that in a minute. This is meant to symbolize his love, and then there's a whole conversation. Dumbledore says, even after all this time, and Snape says, yes, always. You're supposed to go, oh, poor guy. <gasps> He's still in love with Lily, who's dead, and was married with a child. Forgive me if I don't see the romance. A uh, background, real quick. Snape had a muggle father and a witch mother. That is true. I found that on the Harry Potter wiki fandom thing, whatever. Whether or not that should be an actual source. It is the Half-Blood Prince. Um, I'm just trying to remember what his father is. His mother, I think the muggle was his father. He became good friends with Lily, who lived on his block. Petunia made fun of them a lot. They kind of discovered they had magic together. It was a whole thing. They went to Hogwarts together as really good friends. Lily was obviously snorted into Gryffindor. Snape was obviously snorted into Slytherin. I mean, who knows the kind of things that they're doing down there. He was sorted into Slytherin. And as a result, he and Lily kind of grew a little bit farther apart. We see... Snape and Lily, I think, in the movies, we see that we actually get, like, two or three scenes of the Marauders, which I think is incredible. In the books, I'm not sure if we only get one, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, because we're using both as canon. 
as much as it pains me to consider the movie's canon. Um, okay. So the main snippet that we see of the Marauders and Snape and Lily's relationship is in book... Is it book five or six? I think it's five. Yeah, The Half-Blood Prince. Wait, it might be book six, but whatever. Does it really matter? I don't think it does. Um, anyways, the point is, when Snape is training Harry, Snape takes a memory out of his head, just in case Harry gets into his head and stores it in the pensive. Harry looks at it and sees, bum ba bum 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 he sees his father and the other marauders, uh, Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs, for those of you who don't know, spoiler alert, actually, probably should have said that at the beginning, this episode, it has a lot of spoilers for Harry Potter. I know that's going to come as shocking, but yeah. He sees Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs, who are Lupin, Sirius, Peter Pettigrew, and James Potter, wandering around the grounds, being the um, bigoted idiots that they are. Now, being so wonderfully mature, they start picking on Snape, who retaliates, and so um, James hangs Snape upside down by his um, ankles, so everyone can see his underwear. Truly quality humor, James Potter. You know, it's so wonderful how some people mature with age, truly. Um, no, that's not true. He did end up maturing. It's another thing we're going to be discussing. Lily jumps in to defend Snape. James says, go out on a date with me, Evans, and I will stop bullying him. She says, never, you creep. Um, irony alert. Cause, cause, cause they end up getting married, so it's funny. Uh, and Snape calls Lily a mudblood, saying he does not need the defense of a dirty mudblood. Which is funny to think about, because he himself has a muggle father, which actually, I believe, makes him a mudblood. Though not in the technical sense. Like, it is usually used to refer to muggleborns. But I feel like he is half muggleborn. He's certainly not a pure blood. He's a half-blood. Mm. Anyways... The way most people understand it, the way that has become fanon, is that obviously after that point... Actually, this is straight up canon, isn't it? After that point, Snape um, and Lily grow farther apart. And they stop They stop being friends. She gives him the choice to apologize, something along those lines. He says, no, it's in that chapter. I don't remember it exactly. Probably should have looked it up. Didn't. Whatever. Deal with it. Um, (laughs) they grow farther apart, and Snape is still crushing on Lily. And this is the part where things start to get a little bit weird, because while it's one thing to have this whole friends-to-lovers romance trope going on, it's another thing to have friends-to-enemies-to-unrequited love. Er. Not lovers. Lover. That's uh, J.K. Rowling taking this in a whole new direction. Um... Because Snape doesn't move on. Lily does. Lily moves on. She starts distancing herself from what I suppose would be considered the bad influence of Slytherin. Which is actually, I think, for another episode is um, Hogwarts houses, what they're actually like and what they're typecast to be like. She starts distancing herself from who Snape was and starts helping... Well, helping is a strong word for it. Encouraging gently the Marauders to mature, which ends up, I can't remember if the scene that we see Snape and whoever, everybody else in, is their fourth year or fifth year? I don't think it's earlier than that. 
Um, I really don't. But it means that over either two or three years, James Potter changes to fit Lily's, um, to fit Lily's idea of what someone should be. What a gentleman, I suppose, is. Which is funny to think about. But, you know what? Let's go ahead and put Snape to the side for a minute. We are going to come back to him. Don't you worry. And talk about James Potter and why he is different than Snape. Because you know what the truth is? What is the difference between the obsession that I'm going to claim that Snape has and that he does have and the love that James Potter has for Lily? You know, both are very deep feelings. Both of them involve very intense feelings towards someone else. And honestly, both of them can kind of result in the same thing, right? This level of commitment to someone, whether or not it's one-sided is hardly the point, and etc., 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 right? So let's go ahead and talk about that, James Potter and Lily's relationship. I mentioned how um, Snape's Patronus is a doe and James is a stag. So a Patronus, as we know, or as you might not know, and if you don't know, you're about to get educated, reflects some... Um, I feel like my voice just went really low, like, some. Reflects some great reflection of what the soul wants. James, his Patronus is a stag. That means his desire is to be something that matches with Lily. It connects with her. Um, whether or not that changed, I actually don't know. I It is pretty much fanon that... Patronuses were taught in, like, fourth or fifth year, and James um, cast a stag and was like, oh my gosh, whoa, and Lily was like, oh my gosh, whoa. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Look it up. It, it's kind of cute. It's very cute. I ship Jilly, like, a bajillion percent. A bajillion. Wow, that was terrible. Okay, so James Potter became something that complements Lily. Assuming that Patronus is like a spirit animal, right? Um, which raises the question, can they be changed? The answer is yes, through a severe emotional change. I know that not through like any particular source. I think it's just something I heard discussed somewhere and what I've always understood a Patronus to be. Your Patronus reflects something that you want. I said that James Potter wants to be something that complements Lily Potter. Right? Whether or not he knows that that's his um, innate desire, and at some point it's going to become a lot less innate, as we see in the books. Um, Snape's Patronus, excuse me, is um, a doe. Which, I suppose, shows his desire for Lily. Straight for her. He wants just her. He doesn't want to grow with her. He doesn't want to set her off, to compliment her, to do anything of that sort. He wants her, the physical object of her. Maybe I'm taking that too far. I don't know. Think what you want. I know that Harry Potter's Patronus is a stag. He wants the physical representation of his father. He wants... That's what he wants. He wants the physical person. 
I don't know. I don't feel like it's a stretch to say that your Patronus reflects what you most love and want. What Harry Potter most loved and wanted was his father. What James Potter most loved and wanted was to be something that clicked with Lily. What Snape wanted was Lily. Now, of course, you get into the whole question of, well, Lupin's Patronus is a wolf, and to that, I say, refer back to the beginning of the episode when I say anything that isn't explicitly listed in the books or the movies is called not being used as proof for this episode. So, putting that aside, counting it among the many interesting things that J.K. Rowling has said that I ignore, we go ahead and move on. What we've established at this point is that James wants to grow with Lily. He wants to become something that connects with her. And you see that. He changes. He does. He stops bullying Snape. He moves on. He grows up. Lily changes him. He changes Lily. They grow together. They love together. They don't get old together, but they do die together, so there is that. Snape? Hmm. Let's see. Snape wants the physical Lily. That's it. He doesn't want to be something that clicks with her. His goal is not to be something that will make Lily happy the way a stag would for a doe. He wants her. Nothing for himself. He wants her. I don't know. I I feel like I'm not articulating it well, but it's still creepy. He has no desire to do anything beyond her. That's all he wants to do. Yes, that does have two connotations. Yes, I do mean both. I really, truly do. Moving on. Snape lets this desire for Lily take over his life. Literally, he never moves on. Harry Potter comes to school, and because he looks like his father, Snape hates him. Now, what? (laughs) What? Okay, you know what? Look, everybody's got their issues. I don't like a lot of people. Yes, that's true. And maybe, like, eating cookie dough... Yum. Maybe I don't like them. And I also don't like their... Maybe I don't like them and I also don't like their child, but I I try not to let my opinion of them cloud my opinion of their child. Now, oftentimes, yes, if I don't like them, their child may not be my favorite person because, like, they, they you know, a child... The child learns a lot from the parents. That's definitely a valid point. But Snape says, I do not like you, Harry Potter, because you look like your father. Not in so many words, but pretty much says that. Now, I mean, (laughs) aside from bringing into question his abilities as a teacher, which is something we'll be discussing shortly, Like, dude, grow up. He's fixated on a Lily Potter that he has created in his head, A, because Lily didn't want him. And B, he still believes that because James married Lily Potter, um, he took away something from him. James took away something that Snape would have had otherwise, which is not true. 
Lily made it very clear she didn't want him. Snape was unable to accept that. He wanted more from the friendship than Lily was willing to give. I don't know. She may not even have known that, but regardless, she left the friendship. She didn't want a romantic relationship. Snape said, no, but she must, because I love her. And then kept this version of Lily in his head so that he literally, he didn't have any desire to grow with her because the the thing in his head, the Lily in his head, that would be whatever he wanted it to be. And then, James and Lily get married. A different James and a different Lily than he knew. Fanon, by the way, James apologized. Snape didn't accept it, I believe. Don't take my word for it on that. Again, I said Fanon, not canon. But moving right along. James and Snape never really got along. That's fine. But what's not fine is the reason that they never got along after a certain point. Because James stopped bullying him to be with Lily. Snape hated James. Because your father almost got me killed, yada, 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 the whole bunch of BS. Um, (laughs) because James embarrassed him. Fine, I get that. Dude, forgive, forget, grow up. Don't take it out on his kid. And if you really loved Lily, you would love what she, you would... Not love what she loves, because that's that's not true, and that's honestly probably painful for someone to hear. Like, if you really loved me, you would just move on. I mean, yes, there's some truth in that statement. Like, if, if you really love somebody and they have moved on to something else, then the truth is, if you really loved them, you would do your best to let them be happy, and you you would try to not contact them. And I don't know. I feel like I'm talking about a subject a lot of people know a lot about. I don't. Um, never been in that situation. Um, but Snape takes whatever's going on here to the extreme. He doesn't even say, oh, you're Lily Potter's son. You must be incredible. He says, oh, you're James Potter's son. You must suck. Like, I I don't know. Also, the dude totally isn't fit to be a teacher. Now, that's a Dumbledore issue. Like, dude, don't hire him, but whatever. He takes outrage on students, which is something that is never okay. I call out teachers on that. I speak to faculty about it. She's in a bad mood. She cannot take it out on us. The teacher comes in and is angry and also starts assigning a ton of homework and yelling. That is not a sign of a good teacher. That is a sign of a teacher who is taking her position and abusing it. Now, granted, it's not called abuse of a position, If it happens once, it's called a mistake. But if it's happening daily, like it's happening with Snape, that is abuse of a position. You hear that? My neck just cracked. It is really loud right now. Um, I'm debating if I should leave that in just because it's so satisfying. That's called abuse of a position. Uh, I had this discussion with a friend and I remember being so annoyed after because like, what? How good do you think that? Her point, we were talking about um, the bugger and why Snape is a terrible person. Granted, this friend only likes, like, really terrible people in books. Like, those will be her favorite characters. I don't actually understand it, but whatever. You know what? Whatever. I don't judge. Um, I totally do. I totally, totally judge. That's a total lie. I judge a lot. I try not to say it out loud, though. That's why I have this podcast. So I can remain anonymous. And also judge. Excuse me. Um, moving back a lot. 
Moving right along. I said, a teacher should not be able to be a teacher if there are some students' worst nightmare. Look at Snape and Neville. She said, well, Neville's kind of a pansy. Yes, that's true, but, like, that's still not okay. And also, no, he wasn't. That's a whole separate debate that we're not going to talk about today. Anyways, so, let's review. Snape is obsessed with Lily, refuses to move on, refuses to try to accept that she has moved on like you should do if you are truly in love. He then abuses students and his position. And what's more, he almost seems to use Lily as a reason that he went through the dark side. Lily leaves. Now he starts hanging around with the wrong sort of people. I mean, look. You, please feel free to make bad decisions. Recognize that your decisions, while maybe as a result of something that happened to you, are still your decisions. Now, no, I'm not talking about people who have suffered trauma, who have mental disabilities. Those people, truly, their decisions are not their own. Someone with ADHD physically cannot focus. That's not a choice they make. And someone with... um. PTSD may not be able, I don't actually know that much about PTSD, but someone with depression may not be able to choose to be happy, will not be able to choose how they feel. Now, granted, not a lot of us can, but whatever. Snape, while probably suffering from a whole slew of mental illnesses, still had his own choice. And yet, feels to me, like he blames an awful lot of things on Lily. Food for thought. That's all for today, guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully next week or next episode. I don't know when that will be. We'll be about Maleficent 2, which I watched. And we'll mostly be addressing the question, why does she just wear less and less clothes over the whole movie? Also, whether or not it sucked. Also, hopefully next episode, we're going to go briefly into Disney live actions. That itself will be a whole nother episode, hopefully with a guest. So that's exciting. So for now, guys, have an awesome day or night or mid-afternoon or wherever the heck you are. And thank you so much for listening. This is Rachel signing out. Peace. Bye.